more to the Christian life than going to church and reading your Bible. If you've ever wondered just how involved God is in your everyday life, then you come to the right place. Join me, Pastor Tom Marsis and Vicar Jason Com, as we take an in-depth look at applying the scriptures to our daily lives through the Ten Commandments, baptism, the Lord's Prayer, and more. Welcome to Living the Faith. Welcome to Living the Faith. My name is Pastor Tom Marsis, and Vicar Kahn will be with me in just a little bit. We're going to be interviewing deaconesses, and these are uh, ladies that are involved in ministry at the Dakota Boys and Girls Ranch here in North Dakota. Zion is involved in that ministry, and we're going to hear a little bit about their background, what led them to go into the deaconess program, and their specific roles in ministry uh, with the youth at Dakota Boys and Girls Ranch and also the staff as well. Uh, With me today is Kelly. She is the deaconess at our Minot campus. Uh, She's been here for quite a while. Uh, Kelly, tell us a little bit about your background. Where did you grow up and what led you go in the ministry in the deaconess program? Yeah, well, thanks. Thanks first off. Thank you so much for having me on your program here. Um, So I am actually a missionary kid. My parents were missionaries over in Sierra Leone, Africa. So I was actually born over there. I was there about a year and we came back to the States. Um, And then I grew up on a Native American reservation in Nebraska. Um, So I've always kind of been surrounded by ministry. um, And so that was kind of what got me interested in being a deaconess. Um, was seeing my dad really live out his faith and just in everyday life um, and wanting to help people to have that same joy and hope in their lives that we experience as well. Um, so that's what really, uh, I think my my background really shaped me and, and what I wanted to do um, when I got older. Well, when you graduated from high school, uh, you went to college and you went to college at Concordia Seward. Yep. And what was your area of study while you were at Seward? Yeah, so I was a double major. I have a major in uh, psychology and then also in the behavioral sciences. Uh, pretty similar um, majors, but they um, went into a bit different things. Um, so that was my background in at the at college. So once you got done with college, then the Deacons program is a graduate program, and you went to Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. And what what is the area of study when you go to a Deacons program? What exactly? How long is the program at St. Louis? What are the kind of classes that you have to take? Yeah, yep. So the Deaconess program at the seminary is three years long. The first two years are all the academic classes. Um, so focusing on what is a deaconess, um, mercy care, um, acts of service, um, counseling, visitation, um, really hands-on practical ministry. Um, and at this and at the and then the third year is um, an internship year. And then after that, we get called either to a congregation or an institution. Um, and that could be anywhere stateside or overseas as well. So where did you do your internship at? So I actually was in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, and I also did the uh, St. Louis Seminary offers a two-year or uh, they do a dual master's program that they offer. So I also at the same time as getting my master's of spiritual care with a deaconess certification at the St. Louis Seminary, I also got a master's of social work at St. Louis University. And so I actually did a dual internship in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, so I was called as a deaconess intern at a church um, in downtown Cincinnati. So 
primarily working with um, the homeless population there and a lot of outreach ministry. And then at the same time, I also did um, completed my social work internship um, at a local nonprofit that focused um, a lot on the same things, uh, making sure people got connected to the their physical needs um, in the community. So that gets us how you got to be a deaconess, uh, the, the training, your upbringing. Uh, what exactly is the role of a deaconess? Now, thinking specifically, uh, you are the deaconess at the Minot campus for the Dakota Boys and Girls Ranch, and there are several cottages. Uh, there's a lot of youth at that campus. It's much larger than here in, in Bismarck. Uh, so what is the role for you in the spiritual life sense for the campus? Yeah, I would say my biggest role uh, as a deaconess at the ranch is being present with our kids um, and be- present with the staff. Um, our kids come from a, a wide variety of backgrounds. Some of them have experience with church workers and, and, and churches um, and and positive and negative experiences. Um, and some come from no background at all. Uh, and so I, I kind of see myself as a um, kind of a first person that they might have interacted with who can really share the gospel with them and share that they are loved, that they are valued, um, that they have worth. Um, so that's, I think, my biggest um, message that I try to get across with all the kids and also the staff that work with our kids. So I think that in our church background, Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, I think there's often kind of what is the difference in a role? What is the role of a deaconess? Obviously, a deaconess is not a pastor, and yet a lot of what they do is pastoral-type ministry in some of the aspects of what you do. So uh, to help our people understand a little bit more the difference between how we view a deaconess, what the role of the pastor is, where there's similarities, where are the differences? Yeah, yeah. So um, the two things that deaconesses don't do, that pastors, it's kind of their primary job, um, are is what we call word and sacraments. Um, so deaconesses do not preach. Uh, we don't administer um, the Lord's Supper or baptism. Um, but we tend to more so focus on maybe the behind-the-scenes stuff that pastors do, but might not always have the time to do um, or the, the focus or ability to do it. Um, so a lot of those are... An example would be like visitations, um, maybe leading the women's ministry, um, leading an outreach ministry. It could it, the cool thing uh, that also makes it tricky to explain what a deaconess is is that we can do so many different things. Um, yeah, we don't we don't preach, um, no sacraments, but we all we can do everything else. So, so Bible studies, yep. visitation, yep. and the like. Now. For people to understand a little bit, how many residents can you have or is there at any one time at the uh, campus in Minot? Yeah, yeah. So the Minot campus um, nowadays typically has between 20 and 30 kids. Um, They live right on campus. Uh, They're usually with us for about three months to three to three to nine months, I would say. And they have all the services right on campus. We have uh, mental health providers, so psychiatrists and therapists. Um, we have nurse, nurses right on campus, a school, um, horse therapy, um, all of these different services that are right there that can 
provide wraparound services for the kids. So you've been there now how many years at the ranch? Uh, it'll be five years this summer. Okay. And so you've been there for a long enough time now. What would you say is your favorite aspect of working at the Minot campus for the Dakota Boys and Girls Ranch? Uh, I will at the Minot campus. It's actually our biggest campus um, of the three ranches, um, and I love interacting with all the different staff and kids. Uh, we get a lot of um, kids that come and go, and then also staff. So um, for me, I, I love meeting new people, getting to know them. Um, so things are constantly changing. So I love that aspect of the ranch. Um, Every day there's something different, something new, something unexpected, so it, it never gets old. <laughs> well, one of the things that you do be able to bring a talent that you have is that you're able to have some musical talent, and I know that you uh, play the guitar at times leading worship. Uh, I've been privileged to be there for a few times to do worship, and it's also something uh, that you are able to use to connect with the kids as well. Uh, I always find it interesting that uh, when you're working with the ranch kids, finding that niche that you can connect with them too. And one of the things I'm not able to do it, but one of the things you're able to do is uh, the guitar as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think it was after I had been at the ranch for about a year and uh, people were finding out like, oh, you can play guitar and you can like just kind of have a, a musician musician background. Uh, they asked if I could teach ukulele <laughs> uh, for a summer program class for the kids, and um, I'm like, well, I don't know. Let me let me try it out. And we had some that were donated, and uh, was able to teach myself, and then started out teaching the kids. Um, and then from there, it's it's turned into I teach uh, probably about a dozen or so weekly music lessons to our kids in the school uh, once a week. Uh, for each kid. And for a lot of them, they've never really had the opportunity to learn any sort of musical instrument or have that focus. Um, so it's been an awesome time um, to teach them a new skill, to help build some self-confidence, uh, but then also just a great way to connect with them and build rapport and a relationship um, where they can be more open and having conversations about their faith and um, about life in general. So so people can understand as well that connection that you make with the kids when you first start teaching guitar they might not have any desire to be at chapel but then they come to know who you are they know that that's connected with chapel so there is a difference isn't there and how does that grow yeah i would say um yeah for some of the kids they they don't come to any of our spiritual life programming that we offer um until i get to know them in that um in that aspect of life um, I think it just it helps to break down barriers. Um, I'm not just the the crazy Jesus lady. They see me as someone who cares about them, that they want to spend time with. Well, and one of the beauties of the Deaconess program is that it is very much a caring ministry. Um, obviously, we have several other areas of ministry, teaching ministry, DCEs, and so forth. But Deaconess is one of those that's really seen as a caring and uh, involving that caring ministry. And of course, it's not just at institutional like the Dakota Boys and Girls Ranch. They are also placed in congregations uh, as well. Uh, but the interesting thing here in North Dakota is that at, both, at two of our three campuses for Dakota Boys and Girls Ranch, we're able to have deaconesses and have those full-time presence there. The difference between the Fargo campus and the Minot campus, and a little bit later we'll hear from Stephanie, who's at the Fargo campus, is that... Um, there's not a full-time presence here in, in Bismarck, whereas I'm there some, our vicar gets to be there some. The beauty of the programs having our two deaconesses, you're able to be there on campus full-time, build some of those relationships that you talked about. 
so um, as you as you look at your background, obviously the double major for in school, uh, college, double major at the seminary. If someone is interested in uh, looking for or going into the deaconess program, what would you tell them? How would they uh, examine that? What would they need to be looking at? Yeah. Um, the first thing I would say is is to talk to the people that that are around you, the people that know you best. Um, maybe you can look online and see just the the what is a deaconess and bring it up to someone that you trust and and say like, hey, does this sound like me? Like, um, so to get other people's perspectives too. Um, you can always reach out to different deaconesses if you know any, or even just pastors. Hopefully, in the area, might know what a deaconess is. Um, I know at Concordia, uh, um, Nebraska, we had a very strong pre-deaconess program, um, so that would be another great institution to reach out to and learn more about it and see if it be something uh, that you're interested in, that um, your skills and your passions align with. Um, and pray about it for sure. That's a huge one too. Um, just pray if that is maybe where maybe where God is leading you to go. So as we are wrapping this part of our interview up, uh, is there any final comments or observations you'd like to share with us today? Yeah, I I always. Uh, just encourage anyone if you're at all interested or, yeah, if you hear about a deaconess and, and want to learn more, um, feel free to reach out to me at the, the Boys and Girls Ranch, Deaconess Kelly, um, or, yeah, reach out to, um, yeah, your your pastors or whoever might be able to help you on that journey and explore it. Um, we definitely always need more deaconesses. Uh, like I said before, there's so many different things that a deaconess could do. So even if what I shared that I do doesn't sound like it'd be a good fit for you, or um, there's there's so many different aspects and areas that deaconesses can serve in our church and in our world. Well, we're going to move on to the next part of the interview here. Uh, Vicar is going to be interviewing Stephanie. She is at our campus in Fargo, and we're going to hear a little bit more about Stephanie's background, what led her into the Deaconess program, and also her aspects of ministry as well. She went to our Concordia Theological uh, Seminary in Fort Wayne, uh, so she has a little bit different background. And we're going to shift over now to uh, Vicar Com and Stephanie. Thanks for joining us on our Living the Faith podcast this week. This podcast is a ministry of Zion Lutheran Church in Bismarck, North Dakota. To contact us, learn more, or for more resources on our journey this year, please visit zionbismarck.org or find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube. This podcast was made possible by a grant from Lutheran Church Extension Fund. We thank them for their support. Please join me in prayer as we begin our new week. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next time as we continue learning how God's truth in the scriptures applies to our daily life. God bless your reading this week.